1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's a two-match ban for Alfredo Morelos for violent conduct. While Steven Gerrard says the striker will refind his scoring form soon. And Celtic appear close to agreeing a new deal with Conor Hazard. I'm Alison Conroy and joining me in the studio tonight are Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. And it's all about the ins and outs this Tuesday night, Alison. In Betfred Cup action tonight, Alloa, Hibs, Dunfermline and St Johnson out of Betfred Cup action tomorrow night. And Premiership action on Saturday is Alfredo Morelos. In here, complete with crutches, is Gordon DL. <laughs> and out of here, and we wait the big news, mm-hmm. maybe even before 8 o'clock, no Gordon Duncan. It's a big week in football, Alison. Delighted to be back here and see my old pal Roger enjoying the coffee as usual. Uh, but a big week for football. Yep. Uh, starts tonight, a couple of good cup games. Tomorrow, uh, Rangers go to Paisley to take on St Mirren. Um, St Mirren will be a bit confident after their good result. The weekend, decent form, but I think that Rangers, with the way they're going about their business, will be too much. And then we'll have a build up to a massive game on Sunday, Scottish Cup final. You can give us a call tonight on 01419511025 or tweet us at Clyde SSB. Well, let's start with Rangers, and they've accepted a two match ban for Alfredo Morelos after the compliance officer decided a booking wasn't punishment enough for the striker after his clash with Mark Honley. The striker was given a yellow card after a appearing to elbow the Dundee United defender in the face during the win at Tannadice on Sunday. It means he'll miss tomorrow's Betfred Cup game against St Mirren and Sunday's Premiership match at home to Motherwell. We spoke about it a lot at the weekend. I was at the game. The right decision? 100%. Um, you know, sometimes we get caught up in the fact that it was Morelos that was involved in the incident and people think, oh, people have got it in for him. I'm not. I've been a big fan of Morelos since this season especially I think that you know he's come in for a bit of criticism about uh, the amount of goals he's not scoring the same amount of goals mm. me personally I think he's he's become a better team player yeah of course he would like more goals because the strikers are to put the ball in the back of net but I think with the fact that Steven Gerrard picks him in all the big games all the important games then he obviously thinks he's doing a real team job and I think that's what Rangers success has been all about this season Alison but there's no argument whatsoever. There's nobody can deny that he got away with one on Saturday against Dundee United. They got a yellow card. It should have been a red. And I think in, in seasons gone past, this would have been a disaster for Rangers to be without Alfredo Morelos for a cup quarter final and in a league game against Motherwell. Um, I don't think any of the Rangers supporters who called the show tonight, Alison, will look upon this two-game ban as a disaster. Mm-hmm. Not when Kemar Roof's in the team, not when Cedric Eaton is beginning to find the form that persuaded Rangers to pay the money for him, and not when Jermaine Defoe is around as well and still scoring goals. Just, can, sorry, Alison, they can take it. It can work both ways for him. You know, he's desperate for a goal. When we know it's starting Sunday, you've seen Morelis going into situations into positions and you're thinking ball's going to end up in the back yeah. of it. even took a swipe at one that come across and completely missed it so and months ago they would they would have been in the net yeah and, and, and listen we've all been there as strikers we'll all, all been there you're just desperate for anything just that goal it may work in his favour come out the fine line a little bit have a couple of games I would just sit back relax work in training and then when he gets back in he may just find that goal again and gets him off and running 
Just to pick up on something that you said earlier about the fact that it is Alfredo Morelos and people say, is that why the focus is on him? Roger, had that been a, a Scott Arfield or a Stephen Davis, we would be saying exactly the same about that challenge. Yeah, and I'm not actually sure what Stephen McLean saw on Sunday afternoon or what mm-hmm. he thought he saw because you can almost forgive the, the mistake if he's not seen it. If he's not seen it and the linesmen haven't seen it, and it's something that Claire White, the outgoing compliance officer at the SFA, has, has spotted, you know, in, yeah. on the video of the game. Um, but he administered a yellow card to Alfredo Morello, so I'm not sure what the referee actually thought he saw. But listen, it's the easiest decision the compliance officer is ever likely to have to make. Stephen Gerrard wasn't happy mm. after the game when I asked him about it. He was very adamant it was not an elbow. The referee dealt with it. Now remember, we take a take a step back to Rangers being up at Tannadice before and Alfredo Morelos was stretchered off the pitch. Stephen Gerrard commented about that and he was hit by a notice of complaint. So I think some of the club's complaint comes from the fact that that happened the last time as well. Uh, well, listen, I think you need to take things in isolation. Yeah. If you remember, the, the challenge on Morelos the last time was a bad challenge mm-hmm. and Stephen Gerrard said as much. Um, looking directly after the game, I think even before he spoke to you at Tannadice at the weekend, Alison, he did that pitch-side interview with Sky Sports and the first thing he said was, I haven't seen it again, but... And then went into the defence of Morelos. And I think maybe that's where the problem was. I, th- I think he hadn't gone and seen it again. And by that stage, the country had had 25 different <laughs> views of this yeah. from all the different cameras at Tannadice. And everyone else had made up their mind. I think everyone else was quite surprised initially by Stephen Gerrard's comments. Now, perfectly within his rights, all managers are to defend their players. He did defend his players. But I think tonight... It's, um, everyone will know Rangers have accepted the, the two game ban Stephen Gerrard did do his media conference this morning before this ban came out he was talking about Alfredo Morelos we've touched on it already about his dip in form at the moment now Stephen Gerrard believes that it is only temporary of course he hasn't scored in Rangers last six league matches but the manager isn't too concerned we want to rely on Alfredo uh, all the time that's his job uh, Alfredo has to handle that, that pressure I have to handle that pressure. We all do. We're all representing Rangers. Um, it's quite normal for players to have dips in confidence or form. Uh, but what you do know that it's only temporary. And um, we know he'll bounce back and it won't be too long before he's scoring lots of goals and he's smiling even more than he is now. But I think one important thing to mention is he's doing a fantastic team uh, job for the team in terms of his hold-up play, in terms of the messages we're giving him, what he needs to do for the team in and out of possession. Um, so just because people on the outside don't see the goals uh, raining in, it doesn't necessarily mean that we have the same feelings towards Alfredo. We've been really proud um, of what he's given uh, this season. Um, he's got a lot more teammates that are, kel- are capable of helping him um, in terms of the volume of goals that the team needs. Um, and we'll do everything we can to support him and get him back to where we all need him. I do agree. I do agree with a lot of uh, what the Rangers manager was saying there, Alison. Especially with the fact that you know we all know that he's no scoring the amount of goals that he's used to scoring. Um, but he is a team player now. Sunday was different. He had a poor game. We all can have poor games. I just think he get caught up very early. I think the incident was in the first what twelve fifteen minutes. Roger, yeah. I may be yeah. wrong in that. So uh, he get caught up in that. 
And then all of a sudden His overall game The good bits that Stephen Gerrard Was saying there about His link up play Hold up And bringing other players Into uh, play That sort of a Wasn't there on Sunday And he gets substituted And you can make the excuse Well the Rangers manager Was looking after him Because he was on a yellow as well I just thought He had a poor game Now I'm not going to hold that against him Because everybody can have Poor games I just think the break may just do him the world of good here. I really do, because as Roger said there at the top of the show, it's not like Rangers will be thinking, oh, Morelis is out, or where's the goals going to yeah. come from? They know they can come from all over the pitch. So it might just be an opportunity, deep breath, back in, and start scoring and, goals. And it's strange times as well. That Stephen Gerrard was in all the Sunday papers ahead of kick-off time at Tannadice discussing how good Rangers' disciplinary record had been. I think it's the few, fewest yellow cards in the Premiership. That, that was Rangers' first red card of the calendar year 2020 in any competition. I think, I think the last player sent off had been Alfredo Morelos mm-hmm. in the win at Celtic Park almost 12 months ago. So the disciplinary record had been good. Morelos himself has been having a strange year. I think four goals or something in, in the calendar mm-hmm. year. Yet... Stephen Gerrard's right He is still making a big contribution And his goals haven't been missed Because the goals are now being spread through the team You know the right backs get 17 for a start Connor Goldson's been scoring important goals They've been coming from the midfield They've been coming from the other strikers If you look at Eton in Poland last week So Morelos has been contributing He's been contributing to the team And until the weekend His discipline had been exemplary 01419511025 is the number you need. And Scott and Airdrie's given us a call. Hello, Scott. Hello, Alison. Hello, Hello. Pano. Hi, Scott. Uh, I've got to say, I'm Rangers daft, and everybody mm-hmm. knows me, knows I'm Rangers daft, but he should have walked. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I think Scott, you're just like the the rest of us. I think we have got to make decisions and have an opinion on something. I totally agree, and it's nothing to do with the nonsense of, oh well, it's an easy pick. It's Morelos. If that had been any player, whether it be a Rangers player, Dundee United player, I'd have been the same opinion. I don't know what he no, was I... doing. I don't know why he put himself in the position because, uh, as uh... Roger said, there Rangers this year. Yellow cars discipline has been absolutely fantastic. I don't know what he was doing on Sunday at all. I mean, even the wee man, even the wee man, disciplinary record this season has been exemplary yeah. until that incident. Does this frustration creep in for him when he is a little bit off form as well? Alison, sorry, yeah, Roger. No, I don't. I don't agree with that. I'm and, just, and, you... and the reason I'm going to say that is. As I said earlier, it was 12 minutes into the game. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what kind, what kind of game you're going to have. Yeah. See if it's 70, 75 minutes in and he's had the game that he had up until that 75 minutes. Then you could maybe be discussing this thinking, well, is it the frustration of he's not got another goal, he's not got a goal, he's had a poor game, mm-hmm. not, everything's went wrong for him. This is 12 minutes into the game. Yeah. So we yeah. can't use that as an example. It's, it's just had one. It's just had one of those days. It's uh, I don't know what was going through his head at the minute. He has flailed out an arm. I don't know what, what part of the arm, whether it's a forearm, it's, it's got Big Connolly, whatever it is. He's just had a moment. It was his elbow. He, sh- he should have walked there and then. Don't say it wasn't that his elbow. Don't it wasn't say elbow. that. Can't, can't say that. <laughs> Stephen Gerrard says it wasn't an elbow. I've got to reiterate what mm-hmm. Gaffer said. Um, don't get me wrong. Morelis is an all-round player. If yeah. he could take that out of his game, it would be phenomenal. 
Yeah, I, don't, I know what you mean, and he's played well, but he's let himself down. Um, it could have been a lot worse for Rangers had it been spotted. I was going to say if we had VAR up here and it had been spotted and Stephen McLean had been referred to a TV screen and he'd been sent off after, as Dan says, 10 or 15 minutes, the whole game could have changed. But it didn't. He got a yellow card. Rangers won the game and they will now be without him for, for, for two big games because St Mirren, tomorrow night... St Mirren are going very well I think it's 5 or 6 unbeaten Good win at Motherwell at the weekend um, This is one that Rangers will need to trade warily in I think Yeah absolutely Listen I don't think we should turn up And just assume we're going to win That's not the case mm-hmm. But right now Up to this point in the season We've been playing reasonable And getting some great results Now that's not to say That anything's won at this point in the season I think we've only got one hand on the cup Oh, possibly it could possibly change. There's no doubt about that. Who, who, play, who plays instead planning, of him, Scott? Who plays instead of him yeah. tomorrow night? I'd play. I'd play by getting. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's. He'll be nailed yeah. on. But see, when you look at it, right? You're talking about Morelis out, and ah, oh, they've got guys that can score goals from all over the the, the pitch. They've got one of the best goal scorers who's made a living out of it for years sitting in the bench. The four. He's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, but, I know. But I, think, I know. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, but I think uh, Ethan will uh, come in uh, tomorrow night. I think he deserves it because I think his performance last Thursday night was excellent. I thought his goal was excellent. He'll be full of confidence. He'll be desperate to go again. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised at all if it was him. That, But listen, if it's Defoe, then St. Man still know that they've got a class striker against them. I wonder if he might just That's play roof. True. I wonder if he mm-hmm. might play a roof as a central striker and just create space for a rebo in the team. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the possibilities well, Joe Rebo did media today. You sometimes look into that and doesn't mean they're going to play, but as you and I know, Roger, it doesn't always mean that. <laughs> Boy, you quite often get a, a great line from a player and then they're on the bench. Mm. But see, with the, the, the size of the squad they've got, yeah, we can all try and read into that, but the size of the squad they've got, you'll look at the fixtures and the fixtures they've had. Thursday night, Sunday away to Tanadice. He'll look at St Mirren tomorrow. He's got faith in his squad. He could easily, you know, bring in a Rebo and, you know, leave out Ruth and bring in Eton or, or Defoe or whatever. It's not like it looks like he's weakening the team because yeah. he's making five and six changes constantly. He's spoken about, was it 25 players yeah, he's and, used? Yeah, and it's working for him, Alison. So. I would not be surprised if there's one or two changes tomorrow night. Obviously, with Morelis, are going to be, but I'm, I'm talking a bit, a bit more. Thank you to Scott Nady Airdrie for his call. We've got John and Paisley on the line now. Hello, John. Good evening. Hello. This is a joke. Can't touch Scottish football. Mm, if you say so, John. Well, come well, why on is now. it a joke, John? Do you I think will, Alfredo right, should well, not, not have been hold red carded? It, hold it, hold it. Before we start there, don't go there. We're talking about a complaint officer. We're talking about a red card. Where has she been all season? Has she had anything Well, there's plenty. There's hundreds of incidents. There's hundreds of incidents. And last season's incidents, when a guy off Morelis at two, where was she there? All of a sudden, Morelis does one thing, and Bob's your uncle. She pops up out of nowhere. No, she didn't. Uh, listen, that's that's not quite fair, John. No. You you asked St Mirren and Kilmarnock where she's been because I think um, she started the process of looking in to all those COVID incidents here. That well, hold ended, ended on, the park. We're talking about incidents on the park. We're talking about incidents that happens on the park. Rogers, forget about the COVID. The COVID thing's no good. That's an outside. That's things that they were doing. What's happened on the park this season? Where has she been? 
She's been nowhere to be seen at every other incident that we've reviewed. This is the first one she's reviewed all season. Well, I don't yeah, think that's. T- I don't think it is true. It's no, maybe. Well, it's maybe been the one? most high profile. She did look at the one involving Ryan Edwards and Alfredo Morelos in the uh, Rangers win against Last, United mm-hmm. at Ibrox. And, now, what, and what, what did she do then? Uh, that was worse. Morelos did this after the half, by the way. I'm not disputing that fact. If you, if you remember, some, actually, you know, the, the, she put it in front of this now. But why did the, she put another one in front of it then? She, she put it in front of the referees, and the three former referees couldn't agree. Need, it needs to be, I think the three of them need to be all. A, in, in unanimous agreement that an incident is worth the prosecution, if you know what I mean. And rightly or wrongly, the Ryan Edwards one was deemed to be not worthy of taking forward. But the compliance officers did still investigate it and did still put it in front of that panel. What you know, once she compiles the evidence, there's mm. nothing more she can do about it. So there's only two incidents she's done this season, and they're both Rangers involved no. for it. Jason, uh, Jason Holt at Livingston. Oh, well, your fun one, ain't you? That's your, well, three. But Marellis is involved in two. She's a joke John, John you missed She's leaving miss... She's a joke and she's leaving You missed a trick there Jason Holt Ex-Rangers Ex-Rangers player Come on You missed I'm a trick really, You're never that Roger You're not as clever as Roger if I go <laughs> you're, right, you're right John I'm not as clever as Roger <laughs> But come on now hey, She's a joke And they want her She's leaving She's been a joke Since she had the job And I really mean that Sincerely And we'll go for both sides There's not a person That should probably likes her well, that's harsh. And being a job. Well, you can't, you can't well, say well, that. You can't say that about somebody when she's no, not here to defend herself. L- l- listen, John. If you're, uh, like John, if you're thinking of putting your CV into the SFA, I could, I, I could act bother. as a, I could give you a reference. I really get it, Joe, because I'd be so biased that they'll be able to work Roger, there's but a misconception, but I think there's a misconception at times as to what the compliance officer actually does and how much power Claire White. Actually, has in this, Roger. Yeah. Yes, she's issued the notice well, of complaint because she reviewed the incident and thought there should, been, she, she, there should have been a harsher penalty. But she, that's as far as it goes. She's effectively, the, if you like, the, the police within the SFA. Yeah. So she will go and investigate incidents, and if she finds sufficient evidence, she will bring charges, or as she calls them, notices of complaint, mm-hmm. like the one that was, you know, laid before Alfredo Morelos today. Now. She can only investigate and can only charge, if you like. Um, there are times where this panel of three former referees will look at things and say, no, no, there's not enough evidence here, we're not proceeding with that. There are other times where the notices of complaint will be appealed. In other words, a club or a player will plead not guilty yeah. and it will go to a hearing. And they couldn't. Well, the fact that Rangers... Appeal that. He couldn't appeal that. Right, he couldn't so, appeal that. Well, no, he could have gone... So you're agreeing with Claire White that it was a red card incident. So where a, where's I'm your not, problem the, with the compliance officer if she's done what you actually thought ma- it was? Because right, because the referee deemed that she's been nowhere to be seen. But, but, the, referee fully se- but the, the point is, okay. it's what Ember. goes into the referee's report. Did the referee, <laughs> Stephen McLean, fully see the incident? Now you're saying... It was a red card offence. So what, what has really Claire White done wrong? What, where has she been? Well, it's, she's been dealing with, as Roger has mentioned oh, as well, Comarnock, St Mirren. 
Investigating Clyde, investigating Albion Rovers, fourth Fourth investigating the alleged COVID. But the first high profile incident, the referee, who's the referee? Is the referee the referee or is the complying officer the referee? Nowadays, the referee's not the referee anymore, John. Look look down south, look at VAR. Look how many times referees' decisions are overturned. This this happens all the time. I've seen it on the other side, and I could go back to the old firm, but I've seen incidents that she's absolutely just bypassed. But if it's but in I the referee's think... report, she can't do anything. Correct, Roger? Um, I thought a booking is the referee's decision. Uh, if the referee's seen it... If the referee saw it, but he might not have fully... What, what, yeah, what you can do is you can go back to the referee and say, are you content that you saw it correctly? Yeah. And now you've had the benefit of the video footage, would you still have given the same decision? And there are times... This season and last Where referees have said Yep I'm happy with that Nothing to see here And then she can't take it any further Mm. The assumption today must be That Stephen McLean has said Listen I didn't see that Mm -hmm. properly I thought he You know whatever I only gave him a yellow card No I didn't see it properly My linesman didn't see it properly Therefore I know it's a complaint is, Is fine Thank you to John for his call This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're back after the travel With Stephen you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Dale and Roger Hanna here with me. Alison Conroy on Clyde One at Super Scoreboard through until 8 o'clock tonight. Plenty to get through. It was also Rangers AGM today. We'll take a closer look at what was said in that later on in the show. Now, you two have been treated to a musical mm. feast. During those, is that what you call it? Mm, it's like nothing we've ever heard before. Well, we have heard it slightly differently, mm. but yeah. Mm. If you want to know what we're talking about, we've got Hugh Evans himself. Mm. We've remixed last year's Christmas hit of uh, Shaking Keevans. Did you say hit? Hit. All right, okay. With a special <laughs> guest or two this With year. a special guest or two. So it has now been posted on Clyde One's Twitter. It's at Clyde at 1025 Clyde One, if you would and if you've like ever to listened hear the, to the dulcet show, tones. Yeah, if you've listened all these years and you've wondered, what is it that Hugh Keevans is actually good at? Well, th- <laughs> this isn't it either, let me tell you. Bless him, he tried. He tried. <laughs> Let's go back onto the phone to one four one nine five one one zero two five, and we've got Grant and Darvel. Hello, Grant. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good, thank you. Right. Can I just start by saying I, I've got kind of a, a point in three ways here mm-hmm. in three different sections. Could I run through them in order, please, and you'll maybe get what I'm coming at. Uh, Sunday, the Morelis incident, without a doubt, a red card, no doubt about it. Anybody that's ever played football, watches football, been to football, reads football, sees football, and watched that on the television on Sunday will know that that was a deliberate attempt to lead with an arm and hurt a man. His eyes were on the player. He was his eyes was on the ball. He led with his elbow, and at the last minute, he went to hit the man. Right? Now, that's irrefutable. Okay? Now, where I'm disappointed at is... And a man who I think is a complete and utter gentleman and the complete 100% fit for a Rangers manager in the way he acts, talks, behaves, dresses, uh, does what he does off the park. You'd never hear about him. And I'm talking about the man in Stephen Gerrard. I thought his comments after the game were not befitting at that position he's in because he said that that was never a foul. He kind of retrospectively stuck up for... Alfredo Morelis after probably watching that on the television again and it really really disappoints me Uh, and it it begs the question now that with Rangers accepting a two game ban 
what does Steven Gerrard come out and say now? Because uh, there's no defence for for a man that's been warned ten times. He knows he's in the media media glare. Mm. He knows that everything he looks at has been uh, is highlighted. I'm not saying anybody's looking for an excuse. They don't need an excuse to pull him up in front of committees and ban him again. That was absolute folly in and Sunday, and I believe that Stephen Gerrard let himself and Rangers down by defending it and saying that it wasn't a foul. Now, in my opinion, I think that Stephen Gerrard would have done the right thing, and I said after it, in hindsight, I'm watching the, the replay and saying, Alfredo, I can't defend you here, pal. You're getting a two-week ban from Rangers. You're getting two weeks' wages um, because this is a big, big game for us today, as everyone is. You could have left us with ten men. You could have lost us three points or dropped two points up there. I can't defend you anymore, pal. So, hey, <laughs> I think it's time for uh, for Stephen Gerrard to say to players like Morelis, you need to find another club, pal, because you've had too many warnings. And I'm really disappointed in Mr. Gerrard, who I, I, who I love. And for Alfredo Morelis, who's I've shouted and bawled and I've shouted his name. I've seen some great goals, but he's now indefensible after that. I just don't want to see what the panel would think of that. You've touched on it already. Do you think part of what Stephen Gerrard said post-match on Sunday was the fact that he hadn't seen it back? You know, if he saw it in real time, I saw it mm-hmm. in real time. And you go, oh. Yeah, that- it's, it's great to see it two and three times, Alison. Mm-hmm. That's what normally happens. We all make that final decision after seeing it two or three times that's why I think sometimes it's difficult for a referee he's got to make that decision right away he got it wrong we all know he got it wrong Grant's on there talking about the Rangers manager I think the Rangers manager this year has got the discipline spot on mm-hmm. um, you know the amount of yellow cards uh, no red cards I think the discipline's been terrific at Rangers I think it's been a big part of it as well Yes, Morelis had one of those days, he had one of those moments, and it happened to be him, and it's well highlighted. But up until that, his disciplinary record's been good. He's been a good team player for Rangers, not scoring the goals. I can... Look, Stephen Gerrard get it wrong? Yes, he did. He's like everybody else. We're all entitled to get but things But is it wrong. down to the manager to I fact the player publicly, knowing that if he came out straight after the game and hands up said, absolutely, that was a red card, that he knew the player would get banned and he's trying to do his best to stop that happening and plus the fact Roger will tell you the minute you walk out that that dressing room you're right into question after question after question adrenaline is a a manager number there's no crowds there Mm -hmm. it's still a big game your adrenaline's going you'll see things and then probably you go home and sit down at night you'll have a cup of tea and you'll think about what's happened during the day and you'll think well you know I come out with a, a back uh, Morelos here should have done that differently he probably would say now in hindsight yeah I should have said something else but mm. I can understand it and you ain't going to turn around and uh, and really dig him up for that that's my point you? you're not going to walk out and say oh absolutely we got away with one there he should have been sent off because he knows that the compliance officer yeah. is going and, to be aware and, of what's, but, what's going on to, to take Grant's points in order was it a red card? Of course it was a red card. Everyone's agreed. I haven't heard anyone yet. Even John, the last caller, eventually admitted it was a red card offence. Um, when I spoke about Stephen Gerrard's initial post-match interviews earlier on, Alison, the first thing he said when he came on in front of Sky, as Dan says, just a few minutes after the final whistle, was, I haven't seen it again, but... Mm-hmm. And then he went into that mode that all managers go in. They try and defend their players. And it was the same, I think, when he, when he did the interview with, with Radio Clyde and... Yeah. With, with the newspapers afterwards To take Grant's final point though 
What will he say now? What will he say next? Well, he'll probably speak, I would imagine, to the TV before the game at St Mirren mm-hmm. tomorrow night. It'll be the first he's had the opportunity to speak since the club accepted the two-game ban um, the following the notice of complaint from the compliance officer And it'll be interesting to see tomorrow night Whether he says Listen, I have seen it again now I've seen it from a few angles With the benefit of hindsight You know, I, I hadn't seen it when I spoke on Sunday And he may well say I agree with the club's mm-hmm. decision Yeah, I, th- I think that's the way he'll handle it He can't handle it any other way I listen Because even the club's accepted it Every Rangers fan on here No matter you know, uh, how big a fan like John before, they're even admitting it, that, that, and Grant's saying there, 100% MDX played football, involving football. You know that he had to walk, it was a red card, he got away with one. But, you know, for the, the work the Rangers have done this season, the way they've went about it, discipline-wise, I think they've been excellent. I would be very surprised if the Rangers manager doesn't come out, put it to bed and say, look, yeah, I may have called that wrong on Sunday, let's move on. Grant, who would you like to see coming in tomorrow night with Alfredo Morelos' band? I've, I've said right from the start, uh, I, I think Big Itton is mm-hmm. a straight forward, out and out, centre forward, through the middle, knock the centre half and the goalkeeper into the into the goal with the ball. That's I think that's that's what the big fella looks like. He's wasted in either wing. He's, he's just built for being a centre forward and I think well, that's what we're needing just now. But uh, going back to one of the, your panellists' point there, how my point was how often, irrespective of whether it was maybe three months since he scored or three months since a red card, how many times does he get a petulant? Uh, uh, does he get away with petulance and stupidity? It's going to cost us. Maybe not now because we've got backup for other players. But his petulance is showing a, a, a lack of respect for for the club. I mean that was just stupidity and lunging out at people. These wee flicks, these pushes, these yellow cards. For absolute stupidity, I'm getting fed up with it. And surely Gerard and the Rangers board must say, even take ten million from now because I think we've got options. The problem they have, though, Grant, is all of these players are valuable assets to the club. Even take Alfredo and Rangers out of the equation. Look at Granite Xhaka at Arsenal at the weekend. Gets himself sent off for a stupid foul, then grabbing a Burnley player by the throat and throwing them down to the ground. A ridiculous thirty seconds that cost him a red card. And then Burnley got the part and scored a winning goal. It puts Mikel Arteta in real stuck. It's Arsenal's worst start to a season, I think, since 1974. So Arteta's there today at the press conference and defends the player and says, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I know he's done things like this before, but he's, he's trying really hard to, to help us and it was just an unfortunate incident. Now, I don't believe he believes that, but he's got to say it because Granite Xhaka is probably worth an awful lot of money in, in terms of you know transfers to Arsenal, and you can't really go out about alienating people now, nowadays. You know, in the old days, years and years ago, managers would have slaughtered them in public. Nowadays, they just don't. Thank you to Grant Fresco. I've got Tam and Barhead on the line now. Hello, Tam. Tam's just hung up. Oh, Tam's he decided okay. that he just doesn't want to talk to us. No, Tam's away for his tea. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be the, the the general feeling from the Rangers fans is it absolutely was a red card, but they seem aggrieved, as we've heard already tonight. Why have we been unrights respectively? Because obviously there was a yellow card, but in violent conduct, that's the one time that they can. Yeah, yeah, and listen, I think they would have been more aggrieved 
with Alfredo Morelos had he got himself sent off after 10 minutes mm-hmm. of Tannadice at the weekend because that would have put Rangers in a sticky position they, you know, down to 10 men so early in the game but they finished the game with 11 men they won the game 2-1 they got the 3 points they stay 13 points clear and it will now be up to Steven Gerrard to fill the void left by Morelos in the Betfred Cup tomorrow and then at home to Motherwell at the weekend and it'll be up to Morelos if he gets back in the team because there'll be no guarantee of that if Etienne or Defoe or Roof start scoring goals against St Mirren and Motherwell who's to see when Morelos will get back in the team but when he does get back in the team it's up to him to sort out his form and sort out the attitude that led to the confrontation with the United player on Sunday I've got Craig and Stewarton on the line now hello Craig how you doing guys um, just uh, I kind of follow suit with everybody else that's been on tonight. I think mm-hmm. it's it's irresponsible. I don't think there's any there's no justification for what he's done. But in regards to Gerard maybe coming out and lambasting him a wee bit, I think Gerard's learned the last season. And I think if you look at the other side of the city with what was happening at the start of their season, that calling the players out and giving the players a kicking for things that are happening on the pitch isn't working. It never worked last season for Morelos. Um, so I think he's learned his lesson a wee bit with that and maybe he tried to defend him as such but I think in the back room I think he'll be getting a serious talking to him I think it might benefit Rangers that Morelos will only be in the team for a couple of games and it was just to see what he's kind of thought is that maybe what Gerard's thinking that he's not wanting to throw anybody under the bus and he's trying to stick up for the players just a wee bit more Well I think the position that Rangers are in and everybody's talking about you know how quickly football turns you know, a couple of seasons ago, Morelis could have done anything he wanted and Rangers fans would have stuck by him because of one thing. He was putting the ball in the back of the net. He was so important to them. Yep. Nowadays, if he does anything, like he, he went off the rails a little bit on Sunday and very lucky he got away with that because it cost his team, by the way. Um, then they turn around and say, well, just sell him. And the reason they're saying that is because they've got Roof, they've got Eaton, they've mm. got Defoe, they've got guys that can come in there and do a job now. So it's very easy to say that. Me personally, I think Morelli still can play a massive part from now until the end of the season. But, you know, I just think that Steven Gerrard's got a team effort there just now. Even the subs, everybody, you don't hear MD moaning about game time. Everybody's in it together. They're working hard. They're being successful. The European campaign's very good. They're in a very, very good place. So the manager has come out and tried to keep that together. The only thing you've got to watch as a manager, sometimes protecting a player is brilliant. Protecting the team is brilliant because that's what you're there for. Mm-hmm. Alex Ferguson was a master at it. But... You've just got to watch you don't get yourself a little bit silly with, you know, because I, I do believe that Gerard will come out and eventually say, look, hands up to that. I got that wrong on Sunday. I think he's big enough and brave enough to say yeah. that. But I can understand why he come out at, right after a game and dis- decide that I'm going to defend my player here. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Stephen. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here with me. Alison Conroy through until seven o'clock tonight. A busy night on the eight, phones. Eight. Did I say seven? Yeah, you want to wait? I'm going up the road and leaving you here. <laughs> you two can take over after <laughs> seven o'clock. Yeah. It's been it's been a while. It's been a while. It's nice to be in the studio. I have to say, they've let me out my house. Yeah, that's nice. I'm delighted to knew your way here. It's I'm just, long since I'm on this work from home. 
Well, when the option when the option, Alison, was you hosting it or Daz hosting it, I was really pleased to see <laughs> it. <laughs> we, you don't need to look at that big nose. <laughs> <laughs> Was that harsh? I was a wee bit harsh. She just be very careful there. Sorry. You know, I, you know, I can bounce back at any time. Yes, I want to go back onto the. Shortly, he can reach you with that big stick, Alison. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm not really. Um, let's go to Celtic, and um, it looks like Connor Hazard could be tied down on a new deal. He's of course featured in the last two matches and the club are keen to keep him beyond the summer. Now he's been on loan, Falkirk, Partick Thistle, Dundee. Does this say a lot about the future for Vasilius Barkas at Celtic? I think it says a lot about the position of the goalkeeping situation, mm. Alison. They've got Bain, who everybody thought, right, he's got to be number two to Barkas at five million quid. That's not happened. Hazard's just appeared out the blue and the boy probably deserves his chance because I don't think the other two goalkeepers have, you know, merited being the number one goalie. Mm -hmm. So he's been there, he's been working hard behind the scenes with Stevie Woods. So he comes in for the two games, they've been successful, gets a clean sheet the weekend. I'd be surprised if he's not in nets at the Scottish Cup final. All of a sudden his career looks like it's taken off. New contract or uh, offer right away. As much as I'm delighted for a, for the a lad and, and I'm sure he'll go and sign it and I'm sure that, you know, just now he's 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 on a, a, mm. a high, I just think it, it's where Celtic are at the moment. That all of a sudden, their third-choice goalkeeper that we probably wouldn't have heard of this season mm. has become a priority to get in a contract. Right, I, I, listen, I think we're danger reading too much into this. I think it just makes sense for Celtic to tie down a 22-year-old who's already in the Northern With Ireland potential. squad. He's got a whole heap of potential, if you listen to, you know, to everybody. And, and the knowledge that goalkeepers don't tend to come through and make themselves regular in teams the size of Celtic Rangers until they're you know, a, a little bit older. I was reading the stuff, I think it was last week, when Alan McGregor broke Rangers' European appearance yep. record 83 games. And Alan McGregor was about 24 before... He actually got a run in the Rangers team. He had loads of loan spells away at Infermline and St Johnson and the like. You look at John McLaughlin there as well. He was a late developer. Even Scott Bain, who's at Celtic, was a late developer. You know, he was released by Aberdeen as a young man and round the lower leagues, Alloa, etc., etc., before being anywhere near Celtic in Scotland. Fraser Foster, when he first came up from Newcastle, you know, I think he would be older than 22 before he was in, in that Celtic team. Um, so I think it just makes sense. Give Conor Hazard a deal, whatever it is, another three or four years, and let him fulfil his potential. I would imagine the way things are going at the minute, Celtic will sign a new goalkeeper either in January or in the summer. Yeah. Do you think, do you agree with Gordon that he probably is in line to start in the cup final against well, Hearts? I, I, I don't see any doubt at all. I'd be I'd be surprised. I'll, I'll, I'll be I'm, I'll be fascinated to see the team mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. does the, he drop? The, yeah, because well, Scott Brown. Yeah, do you bring him back in? Do the, you drop David Turnbull as my Lasorro? You would think on the face of it, having had that poor run of just two wins in twelve, changing the team and then you win two games back to back, you would stick with the team that's won the two games. But but Neil Lennon himself, I think, has put a seed of doubt into everyone's mind just with his comments after the Kilmarnock game on Sunday, where he talked about. Potentially reverting back To the people who had got him To the Scottish Cup final Which would be The Browns And You know The Christies And all of those guys Coming back into the team 
And well, I think I think semi, by the semi final was it Scott Bain that played? I'm trying to actually remember the semi final yes. against Aberdeen, who played? Roger, yep. any, any team selection, if uh, if Neil Lennon doesn't win on Sunday, is a disaster team selection. So he's there, he's a Celtic manager, he gets paid good money to go and make big, big decisions. I think this is one of his big, big decisions in his Celtic career as a team because everybody's got their opinion about this. Me personally, I would. Would I change the team? Yes, I would. I'd make one change. I would bring in Christie to the team, right? I would definitely bring Who in Frimpong. Who are you dropping? For Frimpong. For Frimpong. Yeah. I would bring in uh, Christie. I would keep the exact same goalkeeper. I'd keep the same back four. I would put the two midfield players that he likes to do. I would put Elianusi, Christie, Turnbull. Anybody, uh, if he goes on Sunday, and I know that everybody's harping on about Turnbull, but Turnbull's been excellent. He cannot leave Turnbull out of the team on Sunday. I just I think that would be unbelievable and play Edward. As much as Scott Brown, I don't think I'm in the camp of I do not think Scott Brown's finished, right? I think Scott Brown's just in bad form just now. So yeah. and I don't care what you're saying about well, he's led the team to so many trophies or whatever. This is a massive game for Celtic, it's a massive game for Neil Lennon. Go with the players that are playing very well just now. And Turnbull saw it. Their two has come in. They've not let you down. They've got good energy. How disappointed would they be as players oh. to think I've come in, I've played these two games, I've played well, and then you find yourself back on the bench yeah, or, or even out of the squad? Listen, it's going to be a fascinating decision. No one needs to tell Neil Lennon that there's no room for sentiment when you're picking a team for a cup final. Neil Lennon's last game as a Celtic player, I think, was the 2007 cup final against Infermline. And he get hooked after an hour by Gordon Strachan. Mm-hmm. So... He was absolutely gutted on the day. He wasn't on a pitch at the end of his last ever game as Celtic, you know, celebrated winning a, a league and cup double. Um, I think that stayed with him for a while. So he will know both sides of it. He will know what it means to, to stick with a winning team. But he'll also know what it would mean to players who have been good servants to him, Scott Brown among them, what it would mean to them to be left out of a cup final team. Celtic fans, give us your thoughts on this. Who should play in goal? Who should be dropped? Who shouldn't be dropped? 0141951 or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's go back onto lines. I've got Ryan in Battlefield. Hello, Ryan. Hi, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Hi, Ryan. Hi, it was just to uh, say that there's a lot of criticism uh, being levelled at Gerard. For coming out and backing uh, Morelos, but um, like last season, just before Rangers went on the kind of dip, it sort of questioned the the mentality of the squad and stuff. And then this season, when Neil Lennon's been questioning the mentality of his squad, uh, both squads went on a downward spiral. So I'm not sure that the modern player. Um, responds well to criticism at any point nowadays I think they, they are gone I think you've got to kind of try and do these things behind closed doors I don't, I don't think it's a bad point at all Ryan and I, I made that point you know before the break you know discussing Alfredo Morelos's incident and Granite Xhaka's incident and the way the managers have defended them you, you very very seldom hear managers having a pop at players publicly a fraction of the times that you used to hear it you know 10, 20, 30 years ago uh, and I think you're probably right I don't think the modern day player does respond 
as well to criticism. You know, you hear someone, and Daz will tell you, there were players that Daz would have played with who would have, would have responded to the stick and others who would have responded to the carrot, if you like. And I think nowadays yeah. there are far, far more getting the carrot than getting the stick. Yeah, but I mean, like with, with Neil Lennon, for instance, he came out after the Ferran Sparrows came and, you know, laid into the players and that really didn't stop until the Milan game. And then he seemed to get a response after he says, you know, well, it was a good performance and stuff like that. So, you know, going into work every week and thinking that your your manager thinks that you're doing a bad job has got to be something bad for morale. But um, I think Gerard's probably learned for that, you know, last year. Obviously, he is, you know... Ryan, I don't... I'm still quite a routine manager, but um, he seems to have installed real professionalism in the squad. Ryan, I don't think I don't think anybody's asking for the Rangers manager to come out and throw Morelos under the bus. I don't think that's the case, and I don't think he would ever do that. I think he's defended Morelos quite a lot in uh, his career since he joined Rangers as a manager. But what he can come out and you know say that look, yeah. It was a, a rush of blood. We didn't accept it. I'm not accepting it. It will be dealt with. But he came out on the other hand and, and sort of went against it, which is fine. I'd, I'd, after a game, as I say, adrenaline does run through the body and managers say things. Well, we've seen it with all sorts of managers, even the best of managers say things in a press conference that they probably regret. But sometimes as a manager, like in Sunday, he could easily, whether he's seen that again before he came out and spoke to Alison and people like that, I don't know. But he can easily come out and say, yes, I've seen it now. Mm-hmm. I do agree. He's got himself caught up in a situation. doesn't need to throw him under the bus. He can talk about all his positives, but say, look, he's let us, he could have let us really down today. If he'd have get, got a, a red card, we will be disgusted with him and he's a big part of the team. I don't think that's showing a player under the bus. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, do you think you can beat the Pundit? Can you take on Gordon DL or try and bring down Roger minus one, Hannah, and win yourself a signed ball? Gordon, you're looking quite confident tonight. I'm in great form, Alison. Uh, the last few I've had six, six, and I think uh, five. So anybody out there thinking of phoning up, be careful. Fighting talk tonight, Roger, fighting talk. Yeah, he's looking confident. Yeah. Mm, well. You've always been studying hard when you've been isolating in that house. <laughs> you can give us a call on 01419511025 if you want to take part, but be quick, the lines close at seven o'clock. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Dale and Roger Hanna here with me, Alison Conroy on Clyde One Super Scoreboard tonight through until 8 o'clock. Plenty to still get through. Rangers AGM today will discuss some of the points from that. And Celtic fans, Scottish Cup final on Sunday. Give us a call about what you think, who should play, who shouldn't play for that one on Sunday against Hearts. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. But first of all, it is time for Beat the Pundit and tonight's contestant is Joe in Motherwell. Hello, Joe. How are you doing? Good evening, all right? How are you? 
No very good Until you said Roger Hanna's on the panel tonight So <laughs> if I knew he was on I wouldn't have it up Well you've got a 50-50 chance We've not tos- tossed the coin yet <laughs> Come on okay, a bit of positivity I've had a look at these questions I think Joe I think you might do okay Aye, uh, definitely on the radio though. No, I'm kind of a mother will Darby with a dazzler tonight, I Joe. Think you'll, I think you'll panic, Joe, to be quite honest with you, son. Uh, sorry if I get a dazzler, that would no bad. <laughs> right, so what you're telling me is you'd rather play Gordon than Roger? Ask him to that, he'll tell you the exact same. Oh, all right, Joe. <laughs> That's right, I'll toss the coin. Da- Daz is in good form, Joe. Right, wait till I toss this coin I can't I can't toss that. this coin. I'm going to say who it is Heads it's Roger, tails it's Gordon. Heads, it's Roger. Oh, so Joe, I'm sorry. Have you ever seen one? She just threw the coin. She, she, no, no, no use to handle it. I'm so glad this is radio. I am so glad. Two pence coin, come on. <laughs> 20, 20, 20 <laughs> pounds and credit cards for Alison. No, no use to handle this change. Roger, I'm actually witnessing. Who's <laughs> your own minus two? Minus one. <laughs> Joe, you can have you can have ten as a start, mate. Ten as a start. <laughs> right, we'll give um, Roger some Clyde two in his ear. Thumbs up from Roger, so he's happily listening to Clyde two. So, Joe, thirty seconds on the clock to answer as many questions as you can. Now, remember, you can pass as well. Okay. No bother. Good to go. Yep. Who was the last Scottish player to score in the League Cup final? My last Scottish player, uh, Ryan Christie. Yanis Hadji plays for which national side? Romania. Who did Hibs beat to reach tonight's League Cup quarter final? Um, Dundee. Dundee. How many teams in the Scottish Premiership have a positive goal difference? Four. Who was the only player to score twice in the Scottish Premiership on Saturday? Only player to score twice. Um, okay, okay. Joe, have you got somebody beside you there? Aye. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, we better give him a wee shout because I heard him giving you one of the answers. Who have you got with you? Uh, you got the flash score up uh, on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. Teamwork. Right, let's bring yeah. back Roger. Can, can I help Roger then? I don't think that would help. In all honesty, I don't think that would help. So would, let's I, not. Because I know some of the questions. What's right, just do. Joe's doubling Joe. up. Joe's <laughs> got about four people. Joe, Joe's got him. his pal with him. Oh, the committee's in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Joe's got a full oh, Joe. Team there. I think that's all right. I'm Joe, fine with it. There'll be a steward's inquiry about this. Let's well, Roger. So like, just do keep quiet, okay? okay? Just do. There'll be a notice of complaint coming your way, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, Roger, mate, he's minus one, two gets it for you, mate. <laughs> right. Roger, are you ready? Yes. Who was the last Scottish player to score in the League Cup final? James Forrest Yanis Hadji plays for which national side? Romania Who did Hibs defeat to reach tonight's League Cup quarter final? Dundee How many teams in the Scottish Premiership have a positive goal difference? Four Who was the only player to score twice in the Scottish Premiership on Saturday? Curtis Main what was the score last time Rangers played St Mirren? 2 0. I thought they were hard tonight. Do you think so? so did I. Joe Howes. I'll run through the answer. Joe, how do you think you've got on? I think he's actually beat me with one. 
Right. Now remember Roger starts on minus one. Yep. So who was the last Scottish player to score in the League Cup final? That wasn't it for us. Joe said Ryan Christie. No. Roger said James Forrest. Ryan Christie was the answer. Oh, well done, Joe. Yeah! <laughs> Yanis Hadji plays for which national side? It's Romania. You both got that correct. Joe. Hibs did defeat Dundee to reach tonight's League Cup quarter final. Again, you both got that one right. How many teams in the Scottish Premiership have a positive goal difference? Four is the answer Rangers, Celtic, Hibs, and Aberdeen. You both got that right. The what, only, what I guess. The only <laughs> player to score twice in the Scottish Premiership on Saturday was Curtis Main. So, Roger, right. you got that one right. <sighs> Joe, you got that good. one wrong. Yeah. What was the score the last time Rangers played St Mirren? You didn't get to that one, Joe. Roger did. He said 2 0. It was 3 0. So that means it's 4 Sorry, each. But Rogers, yeah, well, I was going to say it's 4 each, but Rogers and minus 1. You've won, won Joe. That. So you've won. <laughs> yeah! Joe, Joe, how are you yeah, going to divide? <laughs> Joe, how are you going to divide yeah. that ball in eight? Joe, I'm going to have the last laugh because I'm sending Nicola Sturgeon in to investigate this rule of six <laughs> in your house. Hey, Bob, did you start putting the Ravens cake in the right hand, mate? I don't, I don't worry, Joe. I'll drop it in for you. Well done, Joe. Well done, Joe. Yeah, thanks very much. Cheers, guys. We joined the gangs just one for the Ravens cake. He's absolutely delighted. That's like an early Christmas present for him. I tell you, I, I did you think they were difficult? Yes, I did, actually. Did you? Well, well, obviously, obviously did. Difficult. <laughs> I would have. I would have. What, what we will see now is that now Gordon Duncan's not here, Alison. Mm-hmm. We can do away with this minus one thing because I've been beaten and Gordon's not. So from now on, we're we're back on a level level playing field. I, I don't think that's going to happen, is it, Gordon? No, I'm I'm actually coming back in here tomorrow night just to see if Toss that going again. <laughs> <laughs> no. It was a way she dropped in and hit on the back of the head. Do you not remember? Remember before we used to, a few years ago, do a little Twitter video before yes. the show and you had oh. to toss the coin yes. on a nightmare? Stressed oh, me I, out. That was no wonder. I've never seen that. But I'll tell you what, Joe, fair play to him. And took, Joe and his colleagues. A, took, ah, there were many there. There were about four or five. Oh, do you think so? Yeah. What? He said it was just one. Three three months each with the ball. Dear, dear. Well, well done. I heard a noise like that when Mother will score it for part. <laughs> well done to Joe. Um, 01419511025 is the number. John in Coatbridge is on the line. Hello, John. Hi, guys. Hello. How are you doing? Hope you're keeping well, Daza. I hope you're, your hip's doing all right. I'm doing all right, John, so far. Touch wood. That's good. No, it was just, as I say, I've been on here the last couple of weeks, right, and uh, obviously get Neil to learn to change the team. But I think Neil won't to the players, and I think uh, for Sunday's final, and I think he'll actually go with Scott Brown in that. But I, I would actually, I would keep, I would actually keep the young boy in goals, and uh, obviously play Turnbull. But I, but I just wanted to know what you think. Do you think Neil will, will go with, with the, the tried and tested that have got him there, or? Resort back to the, the teams that have been doing well the last couple of weeks. I just, I just think that leading up to cup finals, and in my day, that you usually go with the guys that are in form, mm-hmm. um, playing in cup finals. And as much as I can understand the experience and the mentality to win finals at Hamden with Scott Browns and and Co, 
Um, I think it'll be a massive decision for Neil. He's got to get it right because he's in a game big game with Celtic fans under pressure. Sunday helps coming off two results and then going winning another cup helps and then he can bounce on to the next game and all of a sudden confidence and grow. So he's no room for error for me. And as much as Scott Brown, I keep saying I'm not in the camp of Scott Brown's funny, Scott Brown's legs have gone. I'm not in that camp. I just think Scott Brown's typical of a lot of Celtic players. He's gone through a bad time. His forum's dipped. But when you've got the energy in that middle of the park... I think you've got to stick with these guys, Alison. Mm-hmm. I really do. As much as... Because have a look up until two games ago. The Scott Browns, the captains and the leaders, they, they weren't doing it for Celtic. They were losing games. They were shipping goals. What, because all of a sudden it's, you know, a cup final against Hearts at Hamden, it's just got... Uh, and Sunday it's just going to bloom into... Oh, it's brilliant again. But do you understand why Neil Lennon would be... Torn because yeah, they well, are the players that got them uh, there as a quadruple treble. It's thing, about making history. Yeah, I know what you mean. The, the, the thing you'll have to consider as well is the games are coming really thick and fast. You know, the cup finals on Sunday, mm-hmm. they didn't have a league game against Ross County on the Wednesday night. There's then another league game on the Saturday, another league game the next Wednesday night, and then the small matter of the old firm game the following Saturday. So I think there's five games crammed into something like 13 days for Celtic. So, it, it, you know, you can't think. Even though Turnbull and Sorrow and all of those players have been playing well, they're not going to play every game. Yeah. So you wonder if this R- might R- be Roger. the one that you drop Scott Brown in for and Christie R- comes back in for and Barkas comes back in for because they won't all play all five games. See, see right. I, I can totally understand that. If And it is, a, it is a lot to ask to play in all these games. But you're talking about guys that have hardly played any football. And if you're not picking up injuries, then... I'm sure Turnbull can play Saturday or Sunday, uh, Wednesday and Saturday. No problem whatsoever. I really don't see the fact that these guys haven't had a heavy load of football games thrown on them. They're young, they've got energy. Neil, you're talking about they've got a game on Wednesday, they've got a game on Saturday. See just now the way Neil Lennon, unfortunately, it's gone for Neil. I wouldn't even bother about Wednesday. I'd be looking every game. My next game's my most important one. Because you know what like the Celtic fans are now. If he goes and plays Scott Brown, could be a masterpiece. It could work for him. Brown could go out there and lead like he normally does and be the guy that goes and wins Celtic this cup. Mm. But if he did lose that game and put guys like Turnbull Nat on the bench, my God. Is the momentum with the players that have been playing given... They've had that poor run of form. They've now had back-to-back wins. So do you stick with those players that have built that bit of momentum? And maybe... I mean, Neil Lennon's spoken about it this season, about some of the players lacking that little bit of confidence, and he thinks confidence is part of the issue. So do you drop the players that are probably the highest in confidence because they've played the two games that they've won to put in players that maybe... I think I think you can, you've got to tweak your, your, your team, I think, Alison, right? Because I said earlier that I would make one change because I do think Christie brings a lot to Celtic because I think he's a terrific player. Now, I think that looking at the midfield, if you bring in Christie, you've got El Yanushi, you've got Turnbull behind Edward. The energy you've got in that three, and, f- and if Edward steps up to the mm-hmm. mark, and it's a big game for him, he needs to start producing for Celtic and Celtic fans. Let's not get kidded here. I just think the energy with that, and then the two sitting behind that Neil Lennon likes to play, Ayer looks like he's enjoying playing right back. 
Um, unfortunately for me, I would leave Frimpong out and I would bring in Christie. But if Neil Lennon goes with Browns and Christie's and brings them all back in, that's his decision. That's why he Is gets paid the money. Is it a decision at left back, Taylor or Laxalt after the weekend? Mm. I thought Taylor was excellent. Did well. I really did. I'm not the biggest Greg Taylor fan in the world, but I thought he'd come in, second half, Roger, especially. I thought he was very positive because that's what he comes in for a bit of criticism about that every time he gets the ball he seems to get back the way he seems to get back the way because inside I thought Sunday um, second half I thought he was positive and when you play when you play against Celtic Hearts will do the exact same they'll sit in they'll start they'll try and frustrate Celtic so you need to get one and ones you've got to get in behind you've got to turn Hearts I think Taylor Probably deserves his opportunity. There's an argument I would say as well, Alison, that mm-hmm. the old guard, the Browns, the Christies, whoever you live, Barkas, etc. All the young guard, Hazard, Turnbull, Sorrow, whatever team he picks, should really be good enough to beat Hearts in the cup final. Hearts aren't a premiership team, they're a championship team. Is, is that fair, Dazer, or do you think Hearts have a chance? No, I don't think Hearts have a chance. I think that uh, the only chance. Do Robbie Nielsen's team talk there? No, no, listen, I'd, I'd, I'm not really interested in Robbie <laughs> Nielsen's team talk. I'm, I see a game as such important to Celtic. Now, you can argue the fact that up until two games ago, you say, well, where's the proof of that? How can you be so confident? I just think that Celtic, after a two games, introduction of a bit of energy in there, a bit of competition, going for what they're going for, cup final at Hamden, I know there's no crowd, against, as you say, a championship team, but a championship team with good players in it, yeah. you've got to say, I just think Celtic will have too too much for them. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas. Well, Christmas every year should be a time for families and celebration. Unfortunately, for thousands of children across Glasgow and the West, it's just another day, especially after the hard year it's been. We want to make a difference this Christmas day and make it different for these kids. Now, different means having money in the meter, a hot meal and maybe a small gift. And you can make this happen by supporting Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas this season with J&D Pierce. We can't always make it a magical day, but with your help we can make it a different day for thousands of kids if you want to ensure your donation helps a child in glasgow and the west this christmas then please help cash for kids donate whatever you can go to clyde1.com and click on appeal taking your calls on scottish football 0141 951 1025 this is clyde one super scoreboard gordon dale and roger hannah here with me alison conroy through until seven o'clock Eight o'clock tonight. I've said it again. <laughs> you two have thrown me because I've got to admit I forgot about your yeah. your full time teaser. You're getting the time wrong. You're throwing I, your loose change you, about. You're forgetting the full time teaser. You thought we bought the road by this oh. time. I know. Um, you, I did. I forgot about full time teaser. Right, but that's all right. I found one. Come Mark on. O'Brien is the person that has sent this one in tonight. And the week of the Scottish Cup final since two thousand and eight. Name the seven Irish international players, Republic or Northern Ireland, to score in a Scottish Cup final or a Scottish League Cup final. Stokes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stephen Davis. Yep. Yep. Many have we got to get seven? Seven. Uh, Irish. Um, hold on a minute. Uh, Lafferty. Ma- Aidan McGeady. No. Yes, Roger, no to Lafferty. Right, no. that'll do you just now. You've got three. So I'll leave you there thinking about it. I want to go back onto the lines. I've got Wayne in Motherwell, who's a Hearts fan. Hello, Wayne. Hi, guys. How are you doing? You all right? 
Good, thanks. Um, the reason I'm calling, it was just basically the, the last call I phoned in, there was a Celtic fan talking about how his team is going to play, if he's going to play the young boys or whatever Lennon's going to do, which is by the by, so that's why I can care less. But the bit that got me was Roger asked a question to Gordon Deal saying about Hearts being a Premiership side or a Championship side. Now, I know Hearts are in the Championship. Did that, do I rate Ross County going down to Celtic Park a couple of weeks ago winning the League Cup? Did I think that would happen? Absolutely not. So I don't understand why Gordon would just dismiss in Hearts right away saying that Hearts just won't win the Cup regardless of Sunday, whatever, they win them. Is that because they won against Kilmarnock and they won against Leo that they've had two victories? So because of it, two when all of a sudden it's all that it's done and it's fine the hearts are going to lose no I just I just think my opinion is the fact I think Celtic are, as much as their form up until two games have been very poor way and I just think that Celtic are better uh, they've got a better squad better players um, Hamden is a place that they're serial winners and um, I had to pick one so you know if people if I had to turn around and say I fancy Hearts to beat Celtic I'd have Celtic supporters on here saying how can you justify your decision my decision is like probably a big percentage of people on Sunday when it comes to the cup final when they're asked for the predictions they'll predict Celtic to win the cup I, I can't be any fairer than that way and I've got to go I've got to go one way or another I just feel that Celtic now I've been in cup finals against big teams as mm-hmm. underdogs and haven't managed to win them. But I just feel that leading up to this and you get asked a question, who's you think's going to win the cup then? I'm sorry if it doesn't suit your argument. I think Celtic will win the cup on Sunday. I think they'll be overwhelming favourites. But Hearts have obviously got a chance. Hearts have gone to Hamden last month and beaten Hibernian. Now I saw Hibs at the weekend dismantle Hamilton. Hibs are a decent side and Hearts beat them. So Hearts have got a chance. The same way Hearts had a chance 18, 19 months ago in the 2019 Cup Final. They led Celtic. Hudson Edwards scored twice and won it. So there will be times in the game where Hearts are in the game. But listen, the bookies have made Celtic overwhelming favourites for a reason. And you would think Celtic, regardless of the personnel Celtic go in with, they will be favourites. But as Andy Halliday says in this show, Hearts must, Hearts must have a chance. I'm not saying, listen, every cup final, of course underdogs have got a chance. But when you're asked a question, Roger, that um, who do you think will win the cup final, you've got to go with, honestly, if I, if I sat here and thought that Hearts had a great chance of going and beating Celtic and Sunday and winning the cup final, I would say that. Personally, I don't. I think Celtic will be too strong on the day. I think even... You know, if they go where they tried and tested, as they call it, the Browns and whatever, they know how to do it. They know how to go over a line. I know that the argument is their form's not been great. It's probably the best time ever to get Celtic in a cup final. But I just believe that Celtic, going for what they're going for, then I think they'll be too good. Thank you to Wayne in Motherwell for his call tonight. Now, obviously, we have Betfred quarter-final tie tonight, two tonight, two tomorrow night. Aloha v Hibs is an eight o'clock kickoff, and Dave Galloway is at East End Park for Dunfermline against St Johnson. Hello, Dave. 
Hi, good evening, Alison. Well, the Saints' impressive 11 game unbeaten run came to an end at the weekend against Livingston, and tonight gives them an early chance to bounce back. But the Pars, as underdogs, go into this one without pressure, and the Championship side have made a strong start to their campaign, winning nine and drawing two of their opening 12 games. Their only loss so far coming on Saturday to Morton. Dunfermline make just the one change to their starting lineup. Fraser Murray replacing Kevin O'Hara. Looks like a 4 1 4. 4-1 for them this evening. Wayne Fon, Fon Williams in goals. A back four of Aaron Comrie, Paul Watson, Ewan Murray and Josh Edwards. Kerr McInroy sitting in front. Then Ryan Dow, Kyle Turner, Dom Thomas and Fraser Murray with Declan McManus leading the line for the Pars, whose substitutes tonight are Gill, O'Hara, McCann, Wilson, Whitaker, Bowman, Fenton, Mayo and Berry. St Johnson, well, no fewer than four changes uh, for them. Callum Booth, Sean Rooney, Murray Davidson and Liam Craig are in. Out drop uh, Jamie McCart, Danny McNamara, Craig Bryson and Stevie May. Looks like uh, a 3 4 three for them, uh, the, the usual tried and tested formula for uh, Callum Davidson, Xander Clark in goals, a back three of Jason Kerr, Liam Gordon and Callum Booth, midfield Sean Rooney, Ali McCann, Murray Davidson and Scott Tanzer with David Wotherspoon and Liam Craig supporting Chris Kane up front the substitutes, Parrish, McCart McNamara, Bryson May, Ferguson, Henry Melamed and Conway and the match referee here at East End Park is Don Robertson. Thank you, David. You wrapped up. I am very well wrapped up. It was a lovely day when I, I left uh, my base mm-hmm. in the northeast, but it's uh, it's a bit flaming perishing now. Yeah, um, is there a colder ground? I know we're going to open oh, this up. East, uh, oh, East End Park's the colder than Kilmarnock. East, East End Park, mm-hmm. Dens Park's up there as well, I have to Canada's say. Paradise was cold but, on Sunday, um, but no, I have, I have East to End say, Park listen, is pretty chilly. I, I wish we were through there with you tonight, there, Dave. I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. I think it'll be yeah. a, cra- a bit cracking ge- game. Bit, bit jealousy, Dave. Yes, yeah. Knowing that Dave's got a four hour drive back up the road. Well, actually, we've saved him tonight. No, he's not an overnight. He's um, come he's, on. He's going to do a, a a media conference in Dundee tomorrow, aren't you, Dave? I am indeed. Uh, Dent Park, nine o'clock. So I'm so not sending you back. To, I'm not sending him back to Aberdeen, am I? Sleeping in the car. No, no, it wouldn't. It would, wouldn't make much sense to to go all the way up the road to uh, Old Meldrum, uh, have about three <laughs> hours sleep, turn around, and come back down the road again. Now, would it? No. So he's got <laughs> a nice luxurious hotel for the evening. Yeah, okay. Enjoy, oh, yes. Dave. In Dunfermline. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm sending him to Dundee. Oh. A, a hotel in Dundee for a wee overnight. So there you go. Don't say we're not good to him. Excellent. Let's go back onto the lines. I've got Brendan and Paisley. Hello, Brendan. Hello, guys. Good evening. Compliments of the season to you. And you, you, Brendan. Um, a couple of points, if I can put two across, please. Sure. Um, first point was we've been a Samantha and all my life. I was absolutely, I find it despicable that the the SFA can give St Murn a, a hefty fine which they're, which they're fighting against and also six points given away to two teams that have never beat us three and a half in their life, let alone getting the, free, get, letting again, get, getting the points and the goals for nothing. I think it's a joke. Uh, I'm not like Mr Keevans into conspiracy theories but the same thing happened with Celtic, with all, uh, Ball and Golly, and Rangers, uh, sorry, no Rangers, uh, Celtic and Aberdeen, where guys and their team and doing me uh, this 
crazy COVID stuff that we're living with at the moment. And they managed to replay their games or they're still going to do it. But yet when it happens to the smaller teams like St Murren, we get hammered with a fine that we can't afford and points deducted and goals deducted so that come the end of the season, it could, in theory, put us down if we get in the position where it could be, it could be two or three goals or a point behind or two points behind the person above us. Okay, I'll, be, I'll be fascinated to find out. I know both clubs have appealed this, Brendan. I'll be fascinated to hear what comes of the appeal. Just to explain a couple matter, of things. Mate, that it shouldn't have happened. The, fi- the, fine, the fine is suspended, so the club don't actually have to pay the fine. Um, well, they would only have to pay it if they, if they transgress again. Um, the, the difference here, basically, the sanction, Alison, was because the clubs told the SPFL, not the SFA, it's the SPFL, told the SPFL they couldn't fulfil the fixtures. And then there was an investigation into why they couldn't yeah. fulfil the fixtures. The difference is, and we've had other callers saying the same thing mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks, Celtic and Aberdeen at no stage said they couldn't fulfil the fixtures. It was the Scottish, the Scottish government, government that stepped those in and postponed yeah. the game. Celtic and Aberdeen perfectly happy to go ahead with the players at their disposal and play the games. But the government stepped in and told them not to play the games. That's mm-hmm. why those games were postponed and replayed. It was actually Comarnock and St Mirren went to the league and said, we can't play these games because of, you know there's COVID in the clubs. When SPFL investigated both clubs, both St Mirren and Kilmarnock admitted to the offences. Now, even in the appeal, St Mirren and Kilmarnock are still admitting that they got it wrong. Yeah. What they are annoyed about is the the sanction itself, the two three nil defeats for games as Brendan said that, that were never played. So, um, as we said in the show on Saturday, it's it, you know it is a big punishment. But can you imagine the chaos if this is overturned? And the games do get replayed And Mother will have three points taken off them That were given And Hamilton have three points taken off them I think there's a lot at stake here For the credibility of the SPFL Brendan, in terms of tomorrow night's game How do you feel about it? How do you see it going? Well, um, if I'm being blunt about it First of all, before I mention anything about that I'm really happy that Morelis got a ban today because I think he's been getting away with it for far too long. And obviously somebody's obviously seen, because we don't have VAR in this league at the moment, um, somebody's sat down and looked at that uh, issue that he had with Elbin, that boy in the face. I mean, I remember a few years ago where a guy did that and he got charged for it. The guy's been getting away with murder. And if getting back to the game tomorrow night, um, at the moment we are on a little bit of a crest of a wave at the moment with, with results from that and I hope it goes our way again tomorrow night mm-hmm. I am I am realistic however and I've always said that if we can get we can pick up anything off, off the old firm then it's a bonus but if they think they're going to turn up at your stadium tomorrow night and we're going to lie down to them they're going to have one very rude awakening and the other thing that I was wanting to try and... It's maybe not going to make a, a difference to the, the night's uh, open line, but I've, I've said for the last maybe month, six weeks now, how come um, the powers that be can't let the fans in the stadium, i.e. families who are in their own bubble, who support the local team, why can't they let them in the stadium to watch the games? when they're in their own bubble. 
There's no reason for them not to do it. Why can't they do it? Well, there is no actual reason other than they don't want to. Um, Jason Leach, the National Clinical Director, has said you can't have it all. Mm-hmm. And they decide what things you can have and what things you can't have. And if you listen to Neil Doncaster spoke out about it last week, Dave Cormack up at Aberdeen, Peter Lawwell at Celtic, many of the chief execs and chairmen, Brendan, have spoken about this. They don't understand either why, you know, you can walk through Silverburn and do your shopping. You can walk through Brayhead and do your shopping. You can sit in a restaurant and have your lunch, but you can't sit in the great outdoors and watch the football. Um, Down south it's the same. I think there's only four teams left now in English Premier League, Liverpool, Everton, Brighton and Southampton that allow supporters in. Um, So it is down to... the Basically, it's down to what the government think you can have. And at the minute, there is no inkling at all that the guidance is going to change. And it would not surprise me if you didn't see another supporter into a ground... In the this tier season? 3 area, the tier 2 area uh, this season Well we've had the fans in the tier 1 areas But they've even said about that It's not going to increase from 300 No, and you're not, and, and also you know, that, so that's within the postcode You yeah. know, the, uh-huh, the local postcode I've got to say, I think we're all desperate for fans to come back mm-hmm. Of course we are, you even see the difference I watched a game, was it Everton against Chelsea the yeah. other day there Did it take you by surprise when the goal scored And they all jumped up behind yeah, the goal incredible. And I kind of went, oh but for 2,000 people in the atmosphere was incredible mm-hmm. just to get fans back in a stadium that size. But I was at, uh, I was with you, Alice, when we were at Ross County um, when it was Celtic and uh, the test game yep. and there was 200 allowed in. And I've got to say, I've never felt safer in my, my whole life going into mm-hmm. a game. It was controlled well. Everything was controlled. It was looked after. You were no danger whatsoever. Um, but as Roger said there about You know it's not us that make that decision I think every fan's desperate to get back Support our team Whether it's you know your local teams Or it's the Celtic and Rangers of this world You're just desperate to go back and support football And watch football But unfortunately we're just in that position And now we're not allowed Brendan with a little warning to Rangers About heading to St Mirren tomorrow no, I don't, night I, I, No I don't I, I, no, I can understand Brendan St Mirren fans Saying well if they come here and Think we're going to lie down. I don't think that Rangers, Stephen Gerrard, his coaching staff, or anybody involved with Rangers will think that they're going to turn up at St Mirren tomorrow, Paisley tomorrow, and St Mirren are just going to lie down and let Rangers progress into the next round. They'll have to go and do what they do week in, week out, do a professional job. If Rangers play to their strengths tomorrow night, then they're good enough, they're better enough mm-hmm. in St Mirren. They will win the game. But They'll have to play because St Mirren are in good form. I watched their game against Motherwell. First half, I thought they were excellent. Second half, I thought Motherwell deserved to get something out of the game. Um, so they'll need to tighten up in that because they're playing against better players tomorrow night. But I think St Mirren players will enjoy this. They're, they're good. I've seen them a couple of times lately for Super mm-hmm. Scoreboard Dash. Now, I like the lad McGrath who scored the goal at Motherwell at the weekend. Mm-hmm. I like the boy Jake Doyle-Hayes. Um, they've got some... Good old-fashioned defenders Marcus Fraser Joe Shaughnessy The lad McCarthy's been quite impressive as well Richard Tate over at left back mm-hmm. They've got a goalkeeper Who was let go by Rangers And Jack yeah. Annie who, who will feel he's got a point to prove I just wonder You know Rangers going forward at the minute Tavernier on one side And Barisic on the other side um, I wonder if St Mirren's wide players Have the discipline about them 
to get back with Tavernier and Barisic If it is Dormus and Conley As it has been for the last two or three games They could be in for a, a stressful evening and I would suggest And I'll tell you Put another thing to bed Roger This cliche is about well, Difficult places to go St Mirren ain't a difficult place to go The facility is absolutely brilliant We've all been there The pitch is great As a player that I would love nothing better Than to turn up Especially in the form Rangers are on And play at St Mirren uh, On that pitch It's absolutely brilliant It's like a bowling green It's a lovely stadium Facilities are great So I think the Rangers players If they turn up there tomorrow night One They'll know that they'll have to work hard And beat their best to beat St Mirren And if they do that Then they'll progress into the next round Big game for St Mirren on Saturday yep. I'm covering for Super Scoreboard St Johnston at home In the Premiership And the, the, the form they're in That could be a big one Because Ross County and Hamilton Play each other Up in Dingwall Early morning alarm call For Fraser Wishart For that one <laughs> oh, she Yes he is Yes he is I knew that would give you A chuckle <laughs> that. So, that gives me a chuckle Em digging up there So some yeah. Somebody's dropping points there So a win for St Mirren Against St Johnson On Saturday Really could just give them A little bit of breathing space Down there Yep How are you getting on With this uh, full time uh, yeah. teaser Johnny Hayes mm-hmm. Aberdeen That's Yep Four. That's four. Many have got three to go. You've got what, three to go. What? What about uh, did Liam Boyce score when Ross County no. won the league cup? No. No. no I'm so going to say I'm going to say Darren O'Dea in the same game as Aidan McGeady. Oh, what a sh- double. Yeah. yeah. Old Firm well League done. Cup well final. Well done. I shall leave it there. We are back after these. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel here with me Alison Conroy on Clyde One Super Scoreboard tonight until 8 o'clock How are you getting on with the full-time mm, teaser? You've we're got stuck two a little bit Alison What st- about, there's always a clue in the question So mm-hmm. 2008 Yes 2008 Scottish Cup Final mm-hmm. Rangers beat Queen of the South mm-hmm. 2008 League Cup Final mm-hmm. Rangers beat Dundee United mm-hmm. Did Noel Hunt score for Dundee United? <sighs> I did Brilliant I did. No. Well done. How right. did that be Joe beat you? Beat the panda. There you go. Well, you because got... you had the cast of fame in the background. <laughs> <laughs> the chase. <laughs> You've got one to get. One to get. I want to touch on. I want to go back onto lines them out, but the Rangers AGM today as well. <laughs> I want to touch on that, Roger. A few points came up in today's AGM. One of them being that they'll have to sell players in the summer to help boost. The club's financial well, position It won't come as a great shock no, I'm sure it, To the Alison, Rangers fans it doesn't. Daz and I were on A Tuesday night in August And during that Tuesday Rangers signed Cedric Eaton And Kemar Roof On the same day mm-hmm. And I think we were all In agreement that day That Rangers were about To sell Alfredo Morelos um, And they didn't And it's to Rangers credit I think that They ended the transfer window At the start of October Not only with Alfredo Morelos Still in the building But Ryan Kent Still in the building as well You know they're knocking back Bids from Leeds United for Ryan Kent um, I think the board Have backed Stephen Gerrard They've given him Everything they possibly could In terms of Not just fees for players But that Patience And not Not selling players You know It's led to The likes of Douglas Park And John Bennett And Alistair Johnson And others Having to Stump up more money To pay all the bills That is Not sustainable In the long term Going forward The board say that themselves At the AGM today Therefore in a bid to get some money coming in, I think the model going forward is going to be selling players. And there's nothing to be ashamed about that. Celtic have done it for years and years. The Van Dykes, the Wanyamas, yeah. all of these players, the Dembele's, the Tierney's, 
And I think Rangers now The business model going forward So it's not simply The directors writing Check after check after check Will be to Sign players cheap Like Morelos Million pounds And sell them For a, a far greater sum of money The yep. positive thing about this Sorry Alison Now uh, for Rangers is And every every club will be in the same boat Alison Because of the situation What's happened over the last year uh, The positive thing for Rangers And you don't want to Get your best players to leave the club But they've got assets now They've got players out there That can fetch good money And keep everything ticking over So it's a good position For the Rangers manager to be in Because he's got a good squad A good healthy squad You look at the bench It's fully international players now And full of good quality So yeah I can understand Rangers coming out And making that statement You mentioned Morelos there Roger When you look at the players In the Rangers team I suppose at the moment There's one Standout player Yeah And listen I, I only mentioned Mario Lawson was the yep. first name That you know came of to my course, head Because yeah. he'd been discussed mm-hmm. On the show tonight the, the the next sale I would imagine In the summer Rangers won't sell anyone I'd be astonished If they sold anyone in January uh-huh. The way the season's going But but in the summer You know Could it be Ryan Kent? Could Leeds United come back If they, if they stay in the English Premier League And all the signs are They're going to stay there Could Marcelo Bielsa Come back for a player That he likes um, could Lille or others come back in for Morelos And as you say Could someone come in yeah. for James Tavernier He is having the season of his life um, He's been at Rangers now Four or five years He's improved season upon season Could someone come in for Conor Goldson um, He came up here because He wasn't getting a game at Brighton In the English Premier League um, But he's shown his quality this season And the other one The one that the manager Has pleaded time and again For the board to enhance his terms And lengthen his contract what about Glenn Camaro? Yeah, as, as I said there, uh, Alison, I think I think there's a few. It wasn't that long ago you'd be looking at Rangers squad thinking, who can they sell? Yeah. What's the value? But nowadays, the players in the form they're in, and if they can keep this going, and what helps as well is they're running Europe. Yeah. You know, people are looking at the players standing up and producing in Europe. That's why the managers will probably get a lot of attention as well. You're still looking at a manager that's not won anything. But his reputation is sky high now And it's because of these European run And these pl- the players will be the same So that adds value to your squad Do you like to look at the draw yesterday does? Yeah I think But I think this, uh, the Rangers manager's answer was brilliant It's only a good draw if you can manage mm-hmm. to win it yeah. You know I thought that was a, I thought that was a very sensible answer uh, But it's, it's one that I think You look at it and think they can win that They can progress uh, if they play the way they're playing So yeah It's a good draw I think they'll be confident But um, You've just got to go out there And do the business As the manager said I've got Michael in Liverpool Waiting on the line Hello Michael Hey good evening guys How you doing Alison You okay here? Thank you How, good, how you doing Roger and Gordon You alright boys? Yeah, um, my points tonight guys Is um, About who should play uh, For Celtic I would keep As I say like Sorrow in your tumbles And your but who I would actually put up front would be uh, Lee Griffiths. And I'd keep the young boy Hazard in goals. Because um, for me, Edouard's been very, very poor. And even against Lille, he wasn't that good. And against Kilmarnock on Sunday, you know. But apart from that, uh, folks, um, he hasn't been brilliant all season, you know what I mean? So for me, I'd play Griffiths because Griffiths, at least tries a bit better than, than Edward, you know. But um, and my other point is, I I do still believe 
um, that Rangers will win the title because I don't, I don't think nobody's going to really catch Rangers. Even if Celtic do win their games in hand and the, this and that, but for me, I think it's far, far too late. And I don't see many teams beating Rangers because Rangers are absolutely superb all over the park. And what you're just talking about there, I wouldn't be selling any of my Rangers players. And I'm a big Celtic fan, as you know. And uh, for me, that's my point. So that's my point tonight, guys. Right. When it comes to Rangers, they don't probably have a choice come no, the summer, is what's been pointed yeah, out but at I, the AGM I, I, today. Say, I don't think yeah. anyone will be not, saying not, not, anyway. not The January. stakes are too not high. Exactly. But going back to Michael's point, Michael, we we usually get some predictions wrong in this show. We've been known for that. But let Just me say let me say something here. I have no doubt in my mind that Lee Griffiths will not start the Scottish Cup final on Sunday. I think it will be Edward. Uh, you even look at the games. Griffiths he's been on the bench. There's talk about him not being fit. I think if uh, Lee Griffiths was a hundred percent fit, he'd be getting more game time. You know, Clamalla comes on at the weekend. Uh, before Griffiths as well So it tells you where he is in the pecking order just now I totally agree I think Lee Griffiths is so valuable to Celtic Because he's a goal scorer He's a terrific football Like scoring player. against Hearts I, yeah, but yep. Roger, are you telling me You're sitting there Are you no. telling me right now You think Lee Griffiths is going to start On Sunday because he likes scoring against Hearts No but there, uh, listen, there are some great human stories within it Scott Brown against Andy Halliday potentially Stephen Naismith, the ex-Rangers player wanting to beat Celtic. Lee Griffiths, the ex-Hibs player wanting to beat Hearts. And and the one that could emerge as a story, Craig Gordon against the team that let him go. Yeah, we've not touched on that one actually tonight. Well, there's a certainty it'll happen. Craig Mm -hmm. Gordon will play. Uh, But Michael was saying there that he would start Griffiths. A thick Griffiths, I would probably say, I wouldn't argue with that. Because Edward is not producing the goods just now. Cup final, Neil Lennon will hope Edward has one of those games. He is a danger, he is a terrific talent. Edward will probably start a cup final. I think I think Hearts are going to be hard to beat, by the way. They will be, because, they're, listen, Craig Gordon apart, they have, as Dan said earlier on, Michael, they've got good players in the team. You look at the two centre-backs, Berra and Halkett. You know, Michael Smith's a good player at right back. You could get through the team from Kingsley at left back all the way up to Tillian Boyce in attack. On their day, as they showed against Hibs in the semi final, they can be a match for most teams in the country. But if Celtic are on their day, Celtic will win the game. How are you getting on with that full time teaser? Uh, all right. Northern um, Ireland International. Yes. Still a manager in Scotland. Yes. Ooh. Scored for Hibs. In the game they don't talk about the 5-1 defeat to Hearts Oh Well we'll leave Gordon to give you the name I still don't know who <laughs> <laughs> James McPake James McPake Oh I would never get that Current manager Scored in the 5-1 game He gave you as many clues I as he could possibly listen, give I still and Just a wee update uh, No new born baby arrived no, yet Not yet be later on tonight We'll Good keep you updated tomorrow. Yeah. I'm back tomorrow with Chris Burke and Mark Guidi. Callum Gallagher is up next.